Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. I owned a title company for 15 years. And before that, I did mortgages. And after 15 years, I had so many employees, I decided I wanted to run a much more nimble business and not have a million offices and not have 50 employees. And I could make as much money being back to being a mortgage consultant with four or five employees than I could with 50 and 12 offices. So I'm on that journey to get back. So I was closing a thousand deals a month as a title company. And I want to make the revenue today, the profit today that I did doing a thousand deals in title with a SEAL team six of uh, five people in mortgage. And I can be a true consultancy and I have a personal value in the transaction. Whereas the owner of the title company, I was simply an owner and I, I had a big staff and I managed the staff. Building the company was fun. Maintaining it at its size was not fun. And then as the market scales up and scales down at that size, there's a lot of hassles that comes with that. So I, I came back to mortgage. Um, I'm in my fourth year and I've more than doubled my business, you know, in the last year. And I had hired um, a dialer uh, locally. And that was very frustrating uh, to say the least. I, I could go on uh, much more on that. But, you know, we had to have a big celebration and a smoke break every time we had a decent conversation. Stuff like that happened, right? <laughs> and, and then hiring them and then firing them and, and such. So when I, I actually, what's great is that I learned about your company through one of these interviews that you did. This, this is what we're doing right now is how I learned of you. I knew of an agent locally that was doing big business and I watched the one hour um, interview uh, yeah. five times or so. And, oh. and then I jumped in. Well, there was a lot of really good information in there and I'm oh. a, I'm a big studier. So mm-hmm. um, that's what's going on. So I, I learned from, that and then I, I dove in and we acquired my first VA, my only VA, I guess, and yeah. he's still with me. And it's been, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like having a robot, you know, that's got a personality. But as far as tasks go and execution, it's stellar. His knowledge of the software is stellar. Uh, ability to, you know, to, to, I'm trying to execute a strategy can now be done. Whereas before, Without my hands on, I couldn't execute strategies. So I'm kind of an alchemist and I'll come up with ideas and things and I need to test them out. So, sure. So I got, I heard a couple things I want to confirm. Like one, you uh, doubled your business. How, oh, yeah. how would you Easily. like equate working with my out desk and what was our part in that doubling in your opinion? Well, you know, as a loan officer, we want to create relationships with realtors and before you can create a relationship with a realtor you have to be introduced to have an introductory meeting and start to see if there's some commonality and if there's somebody you want to work with or not so you have to have a lot of belly to belly belly to belly hey how are you meetings and so i definitely use my va to help me acquire the relationship set the appointments to meet with the agents 
quarter four of 2017, I had 50 one-on-ones with agents I had never met before set by my VA. Wow. Wow. And, and, and they set them and, and, and you met the person and you created yep. a relationship. How has the VA like helped you acquire mortgages? I mean, cause that's acquiring the relationship that will acquire the mortgage, but Correct. have they done any cold calling for you or service to the agents? I'm yes. Just- so one of the reasons why I have the VA call the unknown ones, right? I call the agents that I know are the parties right. to transactions, the agents that are on the other side. But um, I use the VA for raw new contacts. Right. And so I, I have them call people and, and we, they're, been, they're targeted. I, I research and I have a targeted list. So I'll have like, a, I just had a new list of 105. This is the season. The thing is he got me so busy and we had so many new relationships in business. Um, he has not been able to set any new appointments from me since February of 18, wow. all year, too full. I couldn't, I can't, you, once you get a relationship, you have to take care of it. And so I can't just keep prospecting. Um, I have to take care of them. So yeah. I had, um, but he does call the agents every Wednesday and ask them what new listings they might have. And if they have any opens this weekend, and then he'll help out with prepping for the opens and getting me, you know, I have open house flyers and other joint marketing, things like that. And then he'll take care of all that for me. So he's maintaining my relationships and doing some weekly things that help them out, you know, be able to generate more business. We also, of course, I claim to have a a leak proof lead funnel. Okay. So when an agent refers me a client or a potential client, they go into my CRM. My CRM is, is um, through follow-up boss and follow-up boss has really helped me develop uh, a very high level CRM situation where we're using my virtual to make sure that all the leads go touched at all times. So I can hold leads and potential clients for a year and a half, two years and still convert them because agents, as you know, they'll get a lot of clients and they'll get out in the car and things will be going well, but then the customer will just go on hold. The customer will say, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, it's not really our time. I think we're gonna wait. Right. The agent then gets busy and the agent loses those. The agents can rely on me that if they give me their client referrals, that Shazer and I are gonna stay in touch with them. We've got, you know, drips don't work, man, right? They, they sort of work, but come on. It, it's not, yeah. you're not gonna convert business on drips. You're gonna convert business on texts and phone calls. And with the protocol that we've developed, I'm, I'm able to contact and maintain thousands of potential clients and turn them into deals for my realtor partners. So there, there's, a, there's an unbelievable amount of value to being able to execute strategies well. That's awesome, Ryan. You're crazy. I love it. Um, what's your protocol? I, you're crazy and I love it because you're a business person using leverage to create revenue. And for me, I mean, you're, you're like, that's exactly why my outdesk exists. So what's well, your protocol? Yeah. Or so go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, yeah. I mean, so I built a title company, you know, and we closed 50, 60,000 transactions over a 15 year period. 
So I've got to be able to figure out how to run. And, you know, that was its own process, right? There's a process right. and a system to that. Although the gestation period for title transactions is very short, the gestation period for real estate transactions can be very long. And I, I think the biggest, when I, I got into the business and I really started going through it, I think the biggest loss in our game is the transactions that take longer than six months to develop. That's and right. if I can be a valuable asset to realtors in, in them not losing that, um, that revenue, that income, that potential that they've already paid for and they've already put effort in, then I'm pretty valuable to them. And that's really, you know, kind of a key part about what I'm trying to do. Well, I think you said it best when you said I'm a no leak scenario, like our leak group lead funnel leak, Leak proof lead funnel. I love it. What's your, um, so if you get a new client in, like walk me through the protocol of how you share responsibility with your VA. Cause, cause everybody does it a little bit different. You're obviously having success, sure. doubled your income from 17 to 18. You're on a call with me, obviously. Sure. So walk me through how you guys are married in the process and what your part is, what his part is. And then how you know, how, how you create that good bond, you know, with, with, a well, well, I mean, he's really trying to make, he's making sure that we make the contacts and find out and, uh, and, and the, you know, the politeness, when I first met the, my Shazer, it was my VA, when I first met him on the phone, you know, it was totally new to me, right? I hadn't done anything. And when I got done with that initial interview, I'm like, that guy reminds me of like what the suit salesman would be like at a Nordstrom's. Right. Professional, articulate, polite, you know, but, but the professional articulate and polite, like the, you know, kind of, kind of classy and yeah. stuff. And, and, and I was like, this is great. Cause that's what I want my, my image to be in, in connection with the clients, you know, with the customers and with the realtors, I needed to have an assistant that could, speak for me to both the agents and to the customers. And that's yes. hard to find. Yes. It's really hard to find. And when you find them in the U S what happens is you train them up, they get licensed, then they go out and compete with you. That's exactly, I mean, that happened to me sure. all the time, you know? So, um, okay. So how do you guys work through your protocol together? Like what's your part? What's his part? Like walk me through like, well, we get the leads. So we, we get the, so like re referrals from the agents that are sending me people that I need to call. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to make that phone call. So anybody that the agent has spoken to or that that's there. And sometimes I'll just pot shot off deals. I mean, I'm not afraid to call anyone. Um, you can, you can, I don't know if you're familiar with Renee Rodriguez, he's a national speaker guy out there and, and he'll tell you if anybody does, you're hardly scared of nothing. I, I'm, I'm scared of nothing. Um, because I like to test this stuff out. Look, I, there's nothing that anyone who works for me that I haven't done or can't do myself. Right. It, and so I, I have no problem. So I test out a lot of the things myself, then I put them on it, you know, and there's my, we'll shut that down. There's another referral. You, you never know. So, <laughs> so um, no, I take the referral calls. I still do answer my phone and take stuff at night. You know, I'll admit to that Saturdays and Sundays, I'm still grinding the game, you know, and I'll have to find some way to ease out of that. But I, I just, I know that the realtors need that coverage. So even if I ease out of that or I'm not able to take those calls all the time, if somebody has to, 
somebody yeah. has to. So, so I may wind up with virtuals to be in that role at some point in time um, yeah. to make sure that I have the coverage. I, I know this, I can depend on them. If they have a schedule there, they'll be good for it. That's, that's been yeah. impressive. Um, but no, so I take the live calls or people the realtors talk to anyone the realtor feels I need to speak to because I'm the consultant and I'm the one that I feel needs to land the deal, get the fish in the boat. So I right. get the fish in the boat. And, and Chaser gets them in the landing net or such. You know, he'll follow up to make sure where are they. A lot of leads or new business comes in and he will do follow-up calls. Hey, just checking in to see, you know, how it's been going. How has it been working with? So um, we have clients that have various realtors, large realtors with large swaths of business coming in. So right. we get daily leads. There's daily leads and we're not necessarily the converters of it, although I would like to be. Um, I think I would prefer to just run the whole thing from scratch if I could. When the new lead comes in, that we start talking to them right away. Um, right. But a lot of times, it's it depends upon how the agent wants to run it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what I think you're better at, and what I hear in your value is is that you have a systematic process based approach to incubating leads, and that is a massive value to real estate people because. I'm a real estate guy. We like to talk. That's what we do. Yeah. We don't want to run a process. We want to talk and be face to face. And so I think you're adding value to people at a, at a high level. I think, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I love the stories. You know, every new customer that I get, when I get to talk to them, I, I kind of love to hear their story a little bit. And when I hear a little bit of, so I was asking for their story, what are we doing? And, and a little background. And then I, I remember everything about them. That kind of triggers my memory. Um, but as far as Chaser and, and the protocol over time is that we use a clear the list system versus a follow-up task system because you yeah. can manage a much larger quantity of people that way. I think that's where a lot of things get lost is agents use their CRMs or, or other people use their CRMs and they have follow-up, follow-up, follow-up task. And it just, it's like easier to run this is a follow-up boss taught me how to use this clear the list model instead. And that's, so they're, everything is set up over time and they get put on a time and how far out are they? And they're in the six month list time then, and they're going to get caught up on when that expires. Then their time expires, they're back in the list. So he has to clear his lists every day and the computer is telling him what his lists are. And then he recategorizes them if they're shifting into a different zone. So we've got uh -huh. these zones and we can literally manage 10,000 leads in that system. So it's almost like once you, because, uh, you know, buyers, it's motivation and time frame. Those are the things that matter. And it matters big time for you because you need to know, you know, when they plan to move and then the why behind it, they're planning to move. So in your system, what you're doing is you're just saying, okay, this is a three month deal. And so in three months, it comes back up and then your VA has to clear that list in that three month time frame. Is there any follow up? Yeah, it's a six. Well, if the customer tells you it's six, you call them in three. Well, that was what I was wondering. Is like, <laughs> you don't take them literal for it. Yeah, you have these things. And then there's past client follow-ups and there's other protocols and things that go out. I mean, my then my Surefire software, that's another. I mean, he knows how to run all the different softwares, right? And I got a number of them. And so then you're looking at past clients sitting in Surefire and we can see when people are put their house up for sale. We can see, we know when people's birthdays are. There's just There's just so many different things that they can do with the best is that they're and you know able to use any of the softwares that I have. I use Ring Central for the communications. We yep. can do the same type of Zoom 
video that we're doing right now with, I just, I just had one the other day with him. So I saw him face to face and, and had a chat. I don't, what I'm glad that I'll tell you, biggest thing is I didn't have to do a lot of training and I, and I don't really do the morning scripting calls or any of that. I see and hear a lot of that out of a lot of people. And, um, you know, if it's necessary, great. But I was uh, blessed with the situation with him that I didn't ever need to do any of that because he had worked for real estate people and been in this game for a couple of years before me. So it was, it was just off and running. What, I mean, what was the beginning like when you first heard us having a conversation, my address and the concept, what was this, like, what was the decision point that made you move forward? Like, how did you decide I, I have a need I'm going to move forward. And then what did you learn after you hired? Well, like, I'm kind of curious. Okay. I'm, I'm not a procrastinator. I, I, I throw, I test a lot of stuff. How are you ever going to know if something works if we don't test it? So I test crap all the time. I, I burn through, I take phone call. I take a lot of phone calls. I know a lot of us get these calls from places and then I vet them out. I, I hammer them with hard questions and I tell them that they got to give me. So I just had one the other day and I, I said, there's three things everybody wants to know when they're doing a deal. What am I going to get? When am I going to get it? And what's the probability it's going to happen? Right. And so I, I, I make them tell me, what am I going to get? You know, when am I going to get it? And then I'm like, okay, now you need to give me somebody who's a customer who's going to tell me this stuff works that I can validate it. You can't, I'm not going to just, you know, and so you guys covered those bases. Um, I certainly knew who was on that video. I knew who it was and I knew the numbers they were doing and I'm like, okay, that's it totally makes sense. And so then I checked it out and the interview stuff and, Heck, the barrier to entry wasn't very much with you guys. So, and then my company hired, I think, four or five more um, right. VAs from from my outdesk because of the, what I was doing. But they, but many of them didn't really quite gather the whole thing. You can't just hire a VA and not have a full plan and have kind of a regimen of what you want them to do and it won't work. So, not everybody met that with success. In all honesty, right? A couple of them did, but a lot of them didn't because they just weren't designed for that you know they didn't have that typical lo is probably not going to need a va yeah so if if you were telling another mortgage person how to do this what are the what are the three to five steps that you went through that made you successful versus your peers who screwed this thing up and didn't get value they didn't screw it up they didn't screw it up they they didn't have a plan they don't know what to do with them all i mean quite honestly i share them out all the time i, I if you've got a plan they're so effective. I, you know, I need to hire two or three. I need two or three LOs to work under me, honestly, but I like perfection before I start expanding like that. And so I'm trying to finish this thing up. And, and I also like to prove theories before I go bragging and telling everybody you should get on board with this. So right. I've been proving my theory. I've been getting things buttoned up. I'm making sure the system works. And then I'll say, hey, I could use a couple of guys and we'll get you some realtors and we'll make this work and be a part of my, my team. But really my team is, is just me focusing on, you know, I doing as, I'm doing as many deals as I can. I actually just added another staff to my team to help me with the deals that I'm doing. But right. I do have a very active role in the transactions. I do a true consulting job with the customers that I'm given and, and I enjoy that part. So I don't, uh, I don't foresee passing that part up. 
that that's the part that I enjoy. So you got to do the part you enjoy, right? I don't right. and nobody enjoys calling grinding 10,000 leads in a system of various levels, right? We have hot ones, ones that were hot. We've got ones that are cold, never been called before. You know, we've got the gamut in there, but somebody's got to do it. And, and that's where the gold is. There's a lot of gold in that big pile of dirt. And, and, um, you just need to know how to extract it and have the best machine. You know, I, I watched that, but I could defer what's called the gold show on, on, um, on, on whatever channel it's on even, I don't know, but what are those guys are doing? Discovery. Discovery, right? Discovery. Yeah. And then, yeah. so they have these big gold catching machines and those machines don't always work and they, they lose the gold through the sluice or whatever. Well, I, I knew that I had to build, the, the best gold catching machine possible. Cause that's very similar to what this real estate business is about and all these leads that agents have. So right. I, I'm just trying to be a, a better uh, miner. I love it, man. Ryan, I appreciate you. Thanks for your time today. This has been, uh, this has been fun. Um, one last question. What was your production in 17 and what is your production in 18? If you don't mind sharing like that increase. So, I mean, I, I got out of title at the end, like throughout 14, so 2050, I didn't even know how to run Encompass, which is the you know loan sure. origination system. So I knew what a 1003 was. I'd taken loan apps. I, I quit being a loan officer the last time in, oh, 1998. So yeah. 1998, I left lending, went into title. 2014, I left title, came back to lending and had to really relearn the whole thing. So um, I think I did 12 million in 17. And so, you know, I'm around 18 million or more for 18 okay. is where we'll wind up 19 million, something like that. And then I would expect, you know, without staff and with just the one other person, I'm hoping to get between 25 and 30 million for um, 19, you know, in all honesty, and it could double. The thing is, here's the thing. I just don't have the capacity back at the office to do the deals well at that, you know, only that much. If I had that, I could do more. With the marketing systems and with the VA, I could easily triple that. Getting the transactions isn't really the challenge as much as it is making sure you do a great execution job once you got the loan in the door. Sure, yeah. That's my staffing problem now, is is if I'm gonna expand more than that. I'm I'm currently staffed capable to grow to that level right now. So I can, I'm already set to do that. And if some adjustments happen or things then I can go more, but again, I don't like to make claims that uh, can't be executed. Yeah. It makes sense. And on that 18 million, what do you think the, your VA is responsible for? I keep asking you the question different ways, but I, I love to nail down clients and say, if you really had to say is eight of the $8 million, is that how much the, the VA is responsible? Well, I suppose it's hard. I mean, the VA is an integral part of what I do. So it's not like they're a frag. This part runs through this channel and this part runs through another channel. They touch all my agents. Everything. They, 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 they don't touch every deal per se. Cause if an agent calls me and we're writing right now and I'm out here and they just call me out of the blue, then Chase is not a part of that individual. But he is a part of that agent's weekly operations as we talk about the opens and we talk about other things that got going on and we're following up on other referrals they've given us that are straggling or, or whatever. So he's an integral part of my operations. So it's hard to separate it out. I would say that I increased the, the whole amount of increases because every component of my operation of which he's an integral part. Awesome. 
Ryan, thanks for your time today. You're awesome. I appreciate you so much. Thanks. No problem.